Welcome back, everybody, to the Club Cool Podcast. I am your host, Barrett Dudley, and today is a very exciting day as we record our first ever pod in the new stud, the new washed media stud right here in the Westlake neighborhood of Austin, Texas. I'm joined, as always, by Phil Battaglia. What's going on, Phil? Yo, yo. How does it feel to be in uh, in the new dicks? This is beautiful. Real, just, I mean, next level stuff here. This is... I bet we sound really clear. I hope I hope we do. You know, I, I can see that they, on the acoustic paneling on the walls here, they went for uh, they went for one and a half inches instead of uh, three quarters of an inch, ah. which just really makes all the difference in yes. your in your soundboard paneling. So that's really nice. And just the office in general has what I like to call uh, the Westlake chic, <laughs> which is <laughs> the interior, <laughs> the interior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, uh-huh. that's right. They went with a lot of brown. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Which is just, you know, if you're natural familiar, wood color, natural wood color. I, I think the boys over at Wash Media and Circling Back Podcast have taken to calling this place the Lodge. Ah. And with the wooden framed windows, I, I, I see, I see, I get it. I understand the Lodge vibe that they're. Well, uh, the exterior definitely gives off the Lodge and the, vibe. Yeah, and the exterior has it too. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. But yeah, this is, uh, this is exciting. All this. All this equipment feels very fresh and nice and beautiful and new, and uh, I mean, we're just we're excited to be here and 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 be a part of it. Yeah, of course. This yeah. mic doesn't smell like <laughs> Dylan yet. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I they may have only recorded like one podcast in here. These are fresh. I'm not sure. We're 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 helping break it in here. And uh, yeah, my mic is no longer on like a little stand that I kind of have to lean over and uh, <laughs> yeah. and talk into like like I did at the old place. All sh- hey. All thank you, big thank you to the Early Bird CBD Studio, as uh, you know that was a great place to to spread our wings. But now we're ready to take flight, I would say. Along with the new studio, we have the return of a popular segment today, Phil. What's that? Hyperheat. Love that seg. You love that seg. I know that you do. The listeners like it too. We have. It's been a while since we've we've done sne- any sneaker talk. There. There hasn't been much to discuss. And there really hasn't been much to discuss, which, guess what? We'll discuss. Uh, Let's see. What else? Um, Check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Club Cool. It's $2 a month. If you join now, you will not be charged until February 1st. That's exciting. And um, hopefully you can't hear that dude yelling in the other (laughs) office. that scared the shit. Somebody is just, I don't know, throwing down over there. I I don't know what's going on. (laughs) <laughs> I hope yeah. that comes through. We've got some kinks to work out, you know. You know how it goes. Uh but yeah, we we are we are currently in the process of editorializing our under fifty dollar best stuff list for January. We're keeping it low again. Start off twenty twenty. Everybody's britches are a little bit tight in January. For sure. So we'll keep it we'll keep it low cost, low cost goods. I think we're gonna come up with some with some hot fire like we usually do. What else? Also today, Phil, we're going to talk a little bit about Paris Fashion Week, which seems to be at this point, that is where all the big men's shows are right now. Yeah. People are are, are dropping like flies from New York. Mm-hmm. Various brands aren't even showing this year. No show from John Elliott, for example. Yeah. Uh, you know, something might be, they might be struggling a bit over there, just cutting back a little bit. I I looked at the going lean, yeah, tighten up, tightening up the ship, which happens. It 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 happens. I was actually thinking about this because I was looking at street style photography today from Paris Fashion Week, and few guys that used to be like all over the street style right. pho- uh, photographs had their own line called Public School, which even won a CFDA award, mm-hmm. and they were like poised to blow. They had they they were doing collaborations with Jordan sneakers had stuff that was super hot and then they've just kind of like fallen off the face of the earth and hate to see that I haven't heard from them in multiple seasons so you know stuff like that happens brands come and go it's tough to make it those shows are wildly expensive so you need huge marketing budgets built in and that's you know that's what's really mind-blowing to me is to see that's why you see the the kind of the ebb and flow yeah just the the amount of money that it gets poured into these I mean how how 
start to finish from first look to to when the designer runs out what what's the time frame how long does it last yeah well not that long 15 minutes yeah so you're putting in hundreds of thousands of dollars for a 15 minute yeah shot yeah i mean what's a look takes how long to walk down the runway yeah like well they're seconds? like speed walking and you get fi- i mean maybe less than 15 minutes dude yeah <laughs> right yeah it's 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 a flash in the pan those things uh, and I, I, you know, I'd be lying if I said that I'd gotten to look through the looks of every single show. I looked through some of the bigger names, some of the ones that we talk about regularly on the podcast, some that, uh, don't get mentioned all that much. And I will continue to do so. And if, if there's anything that stands out as needing to be discussed, then we can always revisit because I, I don't think there's going to be a lot as far as the men's shows coming out of. London and New York and Milan. And there's there's always some. There's always some. But Paris is really where where the big dogs and the important shows are happening mm-hmm. as far as menswear goes. Um, but uh, and yeah, we couldn't man. make it this year. We were we were planning on going. That's right. That's right. And I'm I'm really I'm just being kind of stuck up about it because it's like people people are like casually talking to us about going, but I'm really <laughs> waiting for. They they got to roll out the red carpet for yeah. me. I need like a like a wedding style invitation, uh-huh. a, a big UPS package to arrive at my door full of free goodies, and th- then I'll think about. You'll it. consider it. Then it has I'll to be the right fit, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, do you see it's the a long flight? Virgil's um, invite was that clock. Yeah, that runs backwards. Uh-huh. Right, clever. Yeah, that would have gotten you there. Oh, that yeah, that 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 probably would have would have done it. <laughs> but you know, soon. Yeah, sometimes maybe next year. Phil, so I noticed you have on uh, your new pair of Levi's. Correct. Are those working out for you pretty well. They're beautiful. I'm yeah. a big Levi's guy. Have you gone back and seen if you can if you can still get those? Um, no. You That's might, a you great. Might be able to throw them on the under fifty dollars list yes. if they're still there. Man, because they were under fifty because Levi's is constantly running a sale. I know. Just like our friends over at J Crew, they got a big one going right now. I yeah. think. Levi's Premium is on sale too. If you sign up for their emails, mm-hmm. Levi's Premium is there's some things that are like seventy five percent off. Yeah, yeah, it's and that's some some better stuff. There's there is some some good stuff over there. Okay, you got anything else uh, to 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 do to say housekeeping to wise? Before <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> before we turn it turn our turn attention to the sneaker game and hyper in hyperheat. No, I'm scrolling madly to try and find this tiny purse that kept showing up in street snaps. Do you know what I'm talking about in Paris? That like the guys are wearing this little baby purse around their neck, yeah. or um, or crossbody, or crossbody. But it's about the size of this phone. Yeah, uh, w- did you tell it. what brand it was? N- no, it, it kind of looked like there's one either... from Dior that they wear. Uh-huh. That's like almost like a. It kind of looks like a little. I, I, it, this it's an like odd a, shape. You like can fit a, a gun shrunken, into it, kind of, but this, it's not a holster. No, you can fit like Tic Tacs in this one. Oh no, I, I don't think I've seen this. We'll find it. It's a it's a tiny crossbody. It's in, it's hilarious. Okay, all right. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Let's do. We'll sit. We'll save our high fashion talk for the end, so that if that's the part of the show that you don't like, you can just you can turn us off after we no talk you got to stick to talk the whole through thing. some sneakers. You're in. <laughs> Well, the th- you know, I'm it's like I, I'm like Netflix now. Did you see about this new metric with with Netflix? No. So they used to count views as if somebody got through seventy percent of an episode or a movie, that counted as a view. Okay. So that household, that account viewed that show. They are now throwing that out the window because they say it's not accurate enough. And now, if you watch two minutes of anything, what? Even if it's a two and a half hour movie, if you watch two minutes of The Irishman, they're counting that as a view. How is that more accurate? The, it, it's it's not. It's complete bullshit. They just want to they just want to be able to say the yeah. bigger number. <laughs> this move this movie. I don't know if you've seen this movie or, or heard of it uh, or or watched the trailer or anything. Six Underground. No. It's it's like a Michael Bay production. Uh huh. It's got Ryan Reynolds starring in it. Netflix? It's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, apparently 85 million households watched this via the new metric. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, I'll watch it They're loving two minutes. They're loving these big numbers. But that's, but that, what I'm saying is that's yeah, how yeah. I, you listen to, my metric is, is even better. 
if if you listen to 10 seconds of this podcast, I'm counting you as a listener. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're counting. What is iTunes? Like, that's the metric. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah. No, no, but I, my counts are important, too. Okay. iTunes, they, they, you know, they've got beef with us, clearly, because we're not very high on the charts. And it's like, how many, you know, I thought that our 1 million listeners per week was enough That's to get glitch. to get there's, us up there. There's but, a glitch there. Yeah. We, we've got to be higher than that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll get somebody on the phone. Also, Twitter, verify me, please. Thank you. <laughs> Good luck. Anyways, okay, sneakers. Yes, it's been very, it's been a dead winter, a dead season for sneakers. I have not even, like, I've not even bothered to attempt any shoe buying via like the sneakers app or anything like that for several months now, I believe. Mm -hmm. I think the last thing that I tried on was the off-white dunks, which came out November, something like that. Which color? Which, what, what, well, I mean, I think I put in a bid for, or a, not a bid, but I think I entered the draw for all three. Ah. But my favorite color is the navy and yellow. Yeah. Those are great. And they're actually the lowest resale price on StockX, but still kind of, I kind like of, the green kind of silly, like 450 something like that. Yeah. It's just too much of a shoe to, to mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not super wearable no. with all the hiking mountain strappy things mm-hmm. going across. Did You sold those Prestos, right? I did sell the Prestos. Yeah. They weren't for me. On StockX or what? I sold them on StockX. I only I only win on sneakers for shoes that end don't that want. I don't actually want uh-huh. or don't end up fitting me. So like I have the Travis Scott sixes, and they're a half size too big because I went with my usual Nike size without realizing that on Jordan sixes you have to size down. And their resale price has plummeted Damn. since release, and. I was the reason I didn't sell kind of right away once I realized that they were the wrong size is because I saw some of like the resale Instagram accounts being like, these are a hold, these are a hold, these are a hold. And they might be, but what that means in like the resale game, you got to hold for at least a year. Yeah. So the, I, the, those I won in September or October, mm-hmm. or I, I, I won, quote unquote. I got, I got them on the sneakers app. You won the right to buy. I won the right to buy them. But I'm gonna have to basically. I'm gonna have to wait another six months at least for the value to come back up. I think. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of those shoes, it does. It really does. I was just toying around because I was like, I was looking through StockX, looking to see the the, you know, what that what that stock chart, what the graph looks like for some of these shoes that I've considered buying in the past. Mm-hmm. And it definitely dips for a little while. There's like big demand before the release, then then it releases and they go down and they kind of they're still high during the frenzy of that shoe being new and then they slowly start to dip a little bit very to varying degrees over the next few months. Then that, then that plateaus and is steady for a while. And then as that shoe becomes like more like remembered, oh, the Travis 6s from last year, those were dope. I need a pair of those. Then they start to like go back up. So a a great example of this, and I mean it's a all time sneaker, but if you want a pair of the Chicago off white Jordan ones, you're at like thirty two hundred dollars now. And that started at like half that on the resale. Oh, you could get them for a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, which was still five times the 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 retail price. Well, what really kills you is if they re release. And you're still holding. That's true. If they do another run of those, you're screwed. But Nike is pretty good about not re-releasing yeah. Yeah. the ultra-hype stuff. So let's jump in with Nike. And not a re-release, but a part two. Uh, we've got more Nike and Sakai collaboration coming. This thing is called, the new one is called, I want to say, the Vapor Waffle. Mm-hmm. And... I'm getting big triple S vibes from this thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not into it. No? That piece that hangs off the back, I thought that that was like supposed to be like a sample and that was just exaggerated and not actually going to be part of the shoe. Wait, I don't know if I've even seen this this piece that hangs off the back. 
Are we talking about the Lowe's, right? They're Yeah, it yeah. looks like a foam piece that's like jutting out. The thing with the let's see. I'm trying I'm get in there. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> what is that? You're just talking about like the stacked sole, right? I know, but that looks like foam, doesn't it? Yeah, the yellow the yellowed kind of piece of the of the heel, right? Yeah. That looks like a big insert. Let me see. Turn that thing around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that's, that's flapping th- around out there. But no, it I mean it's sealed into the shoe. I could do without it. The yeah. rest of it is incredible. Yeah. Uh, th- so I have mixed feelings about these. I think they look awesome. They went down the runway for the Sakai show, a Paris menswear show, and they looked awesome with the outfits that came down the runway. I think they are really, really cool. I like them. They they fall into the heat category for me. Mm-hmm. But I, my, here are my complaints. One, this thing is definitely giving me triple S vibes with that, with that multi-stacked sole. And... I think they are more difficult to wear than the first two Sakai yeah. Nike releases. I agree. So the because they basically took that, you know, the the, L, the LDV waffle turned it into a more futuristic looking runner whereas the 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 LDV waffle kind of has that like old school look and then they added stuff to the sole to give it that like that rise. Yeah, I'm looking at somebody holding it in their hand and it is massive. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it's big. And this will be one you you won't even know what this this will be one that if you get, you're going to be surprised by what this thing looks and feels like in your hand. <laughs> yeah. Like it's bulkier, it will be bulkier oh, yeah. than you think. Mm-hmm. And from my experience with trying to pull off the Triple S, like it, 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 you'll get those things on your feet and be like, "Whoa, this is kind of weird." So it's extremely weird. I've worn your triple S's and it's like <laughs> walking on the moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, These are cool though. The colorways are beautiful. The the colorways are super nice. Uh, the the kind of maroon and green looks really really cool, and um, obviously the the kind of the black, gray, and white one is is tight too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're certifying these as. I'm certifying these as fire. I like the I like what Sakai does. I think they bring something new. I like the double lacing and the double swoosh and the kind of the mashup of two shoes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and and they executed on the colorways here. And this one will be as soon as friends and family are able to get their hands on these. This one will be all over street style snaps. Be all over the gram. Again, this is going to be a very difficult shoe to get. Yeah. So you know it, it it's both really. Didn't you strike out on all the other releases? Oh, I striked out. I've striked. I've. I have struck out on every Sakai release <laughs> so far. Uh, well, they're one eighty retail. The new, the new ones. Uh-huh. That's what they're going to be. Yeah. Okay. What, what? What? Have you found a name for these things yet? Sakai Nike Vapor Waffle. Vapor Waffle. That's what I mm-hmm. said. Yeah. Why am I not? Why am I not pulling pulling the sneaker uh, news? Has the best info. Okay. Yeah. Fall twenty twenty release. Yeah. Which means that we'll actually probably see. I anticipate these will release earlier than that. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. It's it's not going to be like October before these no. come out. Let's move on. we got some more Nike stuff to talk about. In the less hyped arena, Nike, for a couple years now, for several years, has been doing special releases for Black History Month, February. Mm. The last couple of, of, of years, they have really crushed it with the designs for me. Last year had a really cool Chuck 70 and a really cool, uh, like, a, at least one LeBron release, a Jordan 1 that was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. This year's uh, Black History Month specials have some of my favorites yet. Let's talk about the Air Force One mm-hmm. first. With the weird lacing? With the weird lacing. So, Air Force Ones a shoe that has been kind of bubbling back up pretty popular in 2019. And although it's not going to be the silhouette that dominates 2020, like the next shoe that we're going to talk about is, I think the air force one is, is reaching an even higher peak this year than it did last year. It started last year with the all white. Yeah. Air those, force ones. those everywhere came back up. 
And I think I think that there are going to be a lot of Air Force One releases this year, and I think you're going to see them more and more. And I think that that is because as pant silhouettes and jean silhouettes loosen back up, mm-hmm. you need the chunkier shoe mm-hmm. to be at the base of that. Yeah. And so it's it it it's kind of fits perfectly. It's also very '90s. It's kind of got that retro chunky sole kind of feels, kind of old school like that. But I I like this Black History Month BHM for short uh, Air Force One quite a bit. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. the 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 um the kind of the inspiration but behind this year's release uses a lot of bright colors. That's inspired by kind of the bright colors that you see uh, in Africa. Is what I've yeah, read, it's I've read it's got the the, the same, um, not the same, but you can see the inspiration from like the African flag mm-hmm. with that yeah. yellow some and of red col- and yep. black. Yeah, there's the, the some of the pictures that you'll see with this Air Force One are, are next to an Air Max ninety five. Those are a little too bold yeah. for me, and. That my one my one beef like these are very primary colors as well, which again make the shoe not the easiest thing in the world to pull off because you got a lot of bright saturated colors mm-hmm. that aren't going to necessarily match well with a lot of the, with with some things. And then, but the but the my one kind of issue with these the one thing that might make this a not you know the. the the one thing that might keep for me from not actually copying these would be the toe, like the little shiny piece on the toe. You're talking about the Air Force Ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, it almost looks like a mirror. Yeah, and I can't quite tell what that is. Maybe if there's like more of a story to that, like why they chose, yeah. like what that kind of represents, it, the, it, it could be cooler. But right now it just looks like this little kind of carved out, Shiny piece. There's a story, but there's there has to be, be right. There's got to be with with everything about this, with the laces. Yeah, because it looks like it, it is meant to be like ripped away to reveal that translucent. Oh, you're right. That's what it is. Now thing. I can see in a new picture. It's like it's it's like that toe box has been has been like scraped up. Right. Well, there is some deconstructed stuff going on with the shoe. Yeah. One of the th- other things that I really like about it is the the frayed. Mm-hmm. seams the frayed stitching on the red swoosh that's cool do you know what this reminds me of sakai no it reminds me of that mr completely yes ho- hockey jersey yeah the anger hockey jersey <laughs> Did you have that i never got it no what happened to them that's another one mr completely like they've they, they've they, completely disappeared they've completely disappeared damn <laughs> yeah. oh i was into them yeah they were they had a good thing going i don't, I don't know what happened i think that they are still Man, I actually don't know if they're operational or not. I haven't checked. It. I haven't checked in on them in a while. In they didn't quite a do while. much as far as like I used to follow them for years, not for years, for probably two years, and they post like ever so often. Yeah, not very active. Pumping out content, man. It's hard. It's hard. It's yeah, hard it is there. hard. You're right. It really is. the 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 other thing, it, it, what's with these brands, they they all catch a wave, right? Mm-hmm. So like, Mister Completely caught a wave. When kind of like denim that was extra mm-hmm. was really hot, so they had the right silhouette. They had interesting zippers and and kind of like washes and distressing mm-hmm. and all that, right? And so a couple of celebs wore wore the stuff. I think the weekend was in some Mister Completely denim. Bieber was like they had this. They had the celeb cosign. But after you catch that wave, you have to figure out a way to stay relevant and evolve and create a more like, you know, a, a a larger overall vibe and brand that resonates. If you just keep playing that same drum, you're going to fall off because eventually that trend dies out. Is that leather jacket of yours with the white back? Is that Mr. That's Mr. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. I do not wear that thing enough. I should probably put it on grilled. Uh, the other the other BHM release that I really like here is the Jordan One Low, which is rendered in kind of like mostly black, but then a multicolored snakeskin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Jordan One Low also kind of was was a little buzzy in 2019. Nike released a bunch of colorways that were reminiscent of some of the big Jordan One 
um, you know, looks. They had like a black and orange that was kind of like the shattered backboard. They did a, um, you know, they've done some black and red stuff, which is obviously a classic for for Jordans. They've done, they're, they're, there's one out right now that is kind of looks like a Chicago with the red and the white, but the red is almost more of like this pinkish purple. But still, that's that's definitely what they're kind of playing into. Mm-hmm. This is maybe, this is, this is, I have not pulled trig on any Jordan 1 lows. I, I like the highs. That's mm-hmm. the that's the grail, right? Yeah. But these lows are sick. You like these, the Black History Month? Yeah. The snakeskin look the is, snake skin. Is, is very cool. Well, I'd love to see them in person. Yeah, maybe you will. <laughs> um but yeah they they obviously they'll, they'll have they do like a whole ba- the uh multiple of the basketball shoes so i think there's like some pgs and some kyries and everything uh but but definitely pay attention to these the, and th- these will be starting to release they'll trickle out in february i haven't seen any of them added to the sneakers upcoming yeah. launch calendar but i expect that they'll be in there within the next week or so since we're almost to February, just eight or nine days away. I'll be drinking, baby. Oh wow! Heavily. Yeah. What you got? Uh, what you got planned? Um, I don't know. We're probably gonna do like a keg kill over at the house. Just see, see how fast I can float that baby. All right. What are you gonna get a keg of? Something really good. Shinerbach. Shinerbach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna down a keg of Shinerbach. Oh God! We in high school we had a little. We had it'd be juniors versus seniors keg kill, uh-huh. and um, it was just the worst. I mean, but it was beer that you can really get after. Yeah, Keystone. For, yeah, for Natty sure Light. Keystone. Yeah, and I don't think there was any Natty. I think they were both Keystone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh. Well. I'll. You know. I'll. I can. I can come over and and, yeah. help, and help you make make your way through that that Shiner box. Yeah, and we'll document it. No, but seriously, you know what we should do? We should. Go, have you ever been to Kamiritatsia? No. We should go to Kamiritatsia. Okay. It's apparently a great place to drink. And the Tatsuyas are just, they're dominating Austin right now. Yes. I had a buddy in from San Francisco, and he we were just talking about like various food trends, San Francisco versus Austin, and he was kind of telling me what was hot in San Francisco right now, and he said, what's big in Austin? I said, anything Tatsuya. Mm-hmm. Ramen, dip, 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 Kamuri. Tiki opening soon. I mean, when? I, That's I, taking I, way I, too I, long. I think this summer. I think they're. I think they're aiming for this summer. Man, yeah, love a tiki bar. Okay, more Nike. Look, I'm a Nike boy. Everybody yeah, knows this. Are. All Adidas is doing is dropping new silhouettes of the 350 V2 from Yeezy. Mm-hmm. That's like all I ever see from them. True. There's nothing new over there. I don't. What, I, I don't know what else to do, man. Nike drops straight heat all all the time. So that's that's who I'm talking about. Let's talk about the shoe that is going to dominate 2020. The Dunk. The, the Nike, Dunk. The Nike SB Dunk. Whenever I was first um, struck with the Yeezy Fever back in the day when the first versions were coming out, mm-hmm. I was explaining that and going over that with a guy that you and I had both met at a trade show back in the day in Orlando. This dude was a sneakerhead and had been for years. And he said that he's always made the most money back then off of dunks. Yeah. They've got this following that is like unbelievable. Yes. So if we, if we take it all the way back into like the early two thousands, basically when sneakerhead culture was very niche and contained to a really dedicated, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um and engaged group there the no stock x no instagram no sneakers app like you had to buy it that. in person that that dunks dunks were big yeah and the sb brand was kind of like in its first real peak mm-hmm. and skate skating was was bigger back then as well so fashion in general has been pulling a lot from like skate culture for really the last five years now, I would say. Mm-hmm. But again, to me, this is coordinating with the re- the the return of relaxed silhouettes because those SBs are wide; they have a wider base. 
They have more padding around the ankle and around the forefoot. So, you know, you think back to something from like the early 2010s, like some of the, the, like the fly knit trainers come to mind Mm -hmm. where we're talking super thin material, almost sock-like, right? Those are comfortable. They're very comfortable, but they're very, you know, they, they, they're, um, they're, they're aerodynamic looking almost. So that type of shoe like really looked best with very slim, form-fitting, performance-wear-oriented stuff, mm-hmm. a.k.a. you know sweats and joggers. And now that it, everything is loosening up again, you, you, you just you need these bigger, chunkier shoes. And so then w- with that combined with skate culture influence has created like this just the perfect opportunity for SB stuff to come back. Right. So much so that people like Kylie Jenner are now... Like going and finding some of these very old school, hallowed dunk grails. One she was recently, you know, on stunting on the gram in are the MF Doom dunks. Uh huh. And the your old heads, the old Old OG sneaker heads, are (laughs) are mad about this. Some Uh of them, yeah, because you know, if you want to wear Yeezys and Jordans and engage in the the two thousand and teens and the twenty twenty. Sneaker culture, that's fine, but it's like once you once you step foot onto that old those old dunks like that, yeah, that's that's more of that's like sacred ground a little bit. It is because you're right. That is where a lot of this started, right? Yeah. What's the designer? It was the guy that they there was a embroidered pigeon on the back heel of a dunk that really. God. Yeah, those are uh, man. I can't remember, I but what but what I do remember. And, you know, I, I was sneakerheaded adjacent in high school, I yeah. would say. It was something that I was starting to get, to find some interest in. And, but, but I was not, like, collecting. I was mostly going to foot action and, like, buying an Air Force Two. Mm-hmm. I, had, so I, had, I had some pretty slick Air Flight 89s that, in red and white. But a shoe that I remember distinctly really, really, really wanting was the Nike Dunk SB Low Heineken. Heineken. Is that the same colorway that's that Off-White's doing? It's it's similar. It was green and white with a black swoosh, all suede, had the red Heineken star on that back heel where you're talking about where the pigeon is yep. on that on that that other one that's Jeff Staple is the guy. Jeff Staple. Okay. Uh and I, I remember like kind of looking at at eBay for this sneaker. I probably had it on on my watch list several times. Mm-hmm. And this is another one. Now, you want to talk about holding, right? I, I can see the first thing that pops up when I Google Nike Dunk uh, or Nike SB Heineken is the StockX length. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know what size this is, but it just is 3,400. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so if you've held on. You should have been holding on to If you've held on babies. to a box fresh pair of these for 16 years, <laughs> you are in luck because uh-huh. you can now resell that thing for... God. Yeah. Yeah, they they credit this, um, the Jeff Staple NYC Pigeon as uh, February 2005, it undoubtedly a turning point that transformed the passion for sneakers and collectors. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, another one is is like the Ray Gun, which just got a a Mm re-release, a tweaked version of the original. Uh, and then the one that just dropped, the one I have, I have two to talk about here, as far as hyper heat, mm-hmm. the Paul Rodriguez high, yeah. which was a high top, uh, very boxing inspired. Paul Rodriguez, he also like took from his Mexican heritage, so it's got green and red accents. The little the lace tab is gold, looks like the belt. I like this shoe a lot, but it's too it's too much white. Yeah, it is. Everybody knows that about me. I don't prefer all white shoes. But I think this thing is cool. And if it had a little bit more color on it, a little bit more contrast, this is, this probably would have been one that I, uh, I that I went mm-hmm. for just to get on this SB band on this SB dunk bandwagon. I'm on the next one. Yeah. Skaters they must hate this. They for sure will. <laughs> Okay, uh, the next dunk to talk about, the Travis, the Travis Scott Low. 
I'm into that. I like that. It's pretty cool. We've got some bandana detailing. We've got some plaid on that thing. We've got some navy blue. We've got some earth colors. Cool looking lace. Mm-hmm. Kind of a chunky, fat, off-white lace. That's look. That looks pretty nice. Hyperheat. I like it. Heat for yeah. sure. I, I'm going in reverse here. I'm not into the Paul Rodriguez. I'm gonna give that one a hype. All hype on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hype horn. Yeah. The Travis is dope. Yeah. Also, if you're sitting on, let's just say, like you had a great year, you're sitting on a nice. Christmas bonus. You haven't figured out where to put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're looking to make an investment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Log on to StockX. Look for the Nike Dunk SB Low Paris. It'll set you back about twenty eight grand. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You yeah. Imagine. Yeah, that's. Is that not ridiculous? The fucking pigeon. Uh. Formerly or actually known as the staple NYC pigeon, 20K. See, now you're getting to a point here with these dunks. Like, this is straight up collector shit. Yes. This is like Steve Carell and 40-year-old virgin. You're not taking, <laughs> if you buy these for $28,000, yeah. you're not taking them out of the box. You can't. This is to put on ice. This is, you're, you're stashing them. Oh, God. You can't walk around in a $30,000 pair of shoes. You just can't do that. Man, I'd love to, I don't want to do this while we're on the air, but. I'd love to research what the original retail price on these things was. It had to have been like a hundred bucks. It should tell you. That's part of uh, that's part of StockX's thing. Two thousand two release date. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't have the it doesn't have no. the original retail. These must be yeah, because they're too old, I guess. So nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> can dig up that information. It's lost. It does not exist on the uh, on the interweb. Okay. Yeah, the Travis Lows are great. Going to be impossible to get. We'll all take L's on them, and if I don't, it'll pro- I'll probably end up with the wrong size. <laughs> I'm also I'm not. Look, I like these, but I don't. I really can't say. I don't want to. I don't want to call them all height, but I also don't want to call them all heat because the the combination. I'm not in love with the plaid paneling. Yeah, I like the bandana. Mm-hmm. I like the khaki. I like the laces. The addition of the plaid to the to the side paneling, yeah. it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. But of course, everybody's going to go apeshit over these. Yeah. So I'm I'm somewhere in between. Okay, let's move on to some ACG all conditions gear. First, the Terra Gobe. Mm-hmm. I think I'm saying that right. This has been a shoe that I've been following along with since the first time I saw it early last year. They did like the early colorway was like a blue and a yellow. And I remember seeing Noter Shop drop them. They did like a cool little editorial, like photo editorial that I thought looked really good. Very easy cop. They went on big sale almost everywhere. Then they released another couple colorways. I liked those too. There was like a rose kind of red color, a really nice olive one. They're continuing with the silhouette. So Nike likes this. And a new colorway that has dropped is Volt and Gold. And now each shoe on this new colorway of the Terra Gobe is half and half. And I really like this. Me too. I'm into it. This is heat for me. And this is the best colorway yet. This is an easy grab. And it's also possible that it will go on sale. They're 150 right now. They're 150 right now. So it's not a crazy retail price. Mm-hmm. This is also a great... All the ACG shoes... Did, did, what did I just say? ACG shoes yeah (laughs) they are also for me they're like great january february march shoes because they're good for cold weather and they can get wet yeah gore-tex baby they're made for all conditions baby you know i love these and because they're in that line of acg um i feel like they always sit they do yeah yeah a lot of their a lot of the acg mainline stuff sits Mm -hmm. Now, full, full size run on Notre Shop right now, one fifty retail. Yeah, unless you're a size fourteen, you're out of luck. Ooh, you hate to see it. Now, this next ACG silhouette that we'll talk about is current is currently loaded up on StockX. I'm on the sneakers app. 
it is releasing this Friday. And you, ne- you never know with this type of thing. Like sometimes stuff on sneakers sits. Sometimes that means it's going to be a big hit. This is called the Air Terra Antarctic. And, and this that's it, what it looks like. And this is fully kitted out with Gore-Tex paneling. I mean. This thing is really made for all conditions. Yeah. You could, you could get away with like an expedition in these things. And this thing is fly as hell. And I might have to, I might have to, I might have to pull trick on these white ones. The white, I haven't seen the, oh yeah. <clears throat> it's got that little gold accent. At the yes. Back. Those are nice. There's an all black. There's a white with like an orange and volt <clears throat> accent. And yeah. then the most wearable colorway, which is also very cool, is uh, Juniper Fog, which is a lot of kind of olivey gray green. Yeah. Which is also very nice. But the white has me, the white has me hooked. There's a pair of, the uh, Solomon has done some collaborations with a brand whose name I'm going to try to not botch, but I probably will anyway. It's Boris Bijan Sabari. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have the Boris part right. The second word there is B-I-D-J-A-N. Bijan. Sure. Boris Bijan. And then the last one is S-A-B-E-R-I. Okay. Sabari, right? Sabari? Saber. Boris Bajan Sabari? What? S-A-B-E-R-I. Okay. Anyway, uh, there's a Solomon and BBS. I'm just going to refer to it as BBS. Collaboration shoe called the Bomba 2. Mm -hmm. And it has this look. It's like a kind of a techie, high top, wear it in any type of weather shoe. And... I was tracking this one for a while. A couple sites had it on sale. It never quite got to a price point that I was comfortable with for a shoe that is pretty out there and weird. Mm-hmm. But the Antarctic reminds me of it. It's got the same vibe. Kind of high tech, kind of futuristic, and good to stomp around in, in the rain, man. Oh, these are... You could keep these for life, baby. Yeah, the, what, these Antarctics? Yeah. Yeah. So you you heat with me on this one too? Yeah, for sure. I love those. Very good. All right, let's talk about one designer shoe. Seen on the runways in Paris, mm-hmm. which will create a nice segue for us. The I'm calling them the Amiri Jordan 1s because that's what they are. Mm-hmm. But he has adapted the Skelto look, the leather applique on the shoes, which we've seen on like a Vans era knockoff and also on a slip-on. That you have. And he has now applied this to a paneled high top, which looks a lot like a Jordan one. Mm-hmm. A lot like it. I, when it, this one look <clears throat> that we're going to discuss, I thought they were the Dior Jordan one. It's the same colorway. Oh yeah. Yeah. On some of these. Yeah. Um, so these will probably be very, very expensive. Yeah. And you might call them derivative. You might. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, a lot of people have done a Jordan 1 take yeah. already. And adding some... I, I, I'm i okay with it because I do feel like Amiri has kind of made the skeleton thing part of his, you know, part of, mm-hmm. part of his bit. Mm-hmm. Although brands like Capital also have a claim to like putting bones on everything. So... Even even that's not super unique. Having said that, I think they look really cool. Yeah, I'm into them, and I obviously am am, am into the to the yeah. to the skeletos. But you know, he was also kind of not late, but yeah, a little late with those like all of his footwear that he released, like the sneakers, not the boots. Mm-hmm. In the past, were almost like golden goose. They were beat up versions of like a Converse silhouette mm-hmm. and had yep. stars on them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't into. Th- I wasn't into any of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it, it was not as good of a job as in the black and white check. He he has that on a lot of things, which I dig. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like the, that was the, the checkerboard. Yeah, and yeah. Like Golden Goose had done that again. That's and that's not something that like you can't slap that on a shoe. And 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 even begin to say that it's original. Yeah, like Rude is putting that black yeah. and white checkerboard on everything too. It's uh, you know, yeah. it, that Vans owns that man, so it's really 
I kind of bulk when I see that yeah, I agree. used by other brands pretty heavily. Um, I do want, I, I, th- th- this is crazy. So Amiri put out those Skeltos originally at a price point of four ninety five. dollars mm-hmm. I got them on a website that was running like a first timers discount and also no tax because they were coming from Europe. Mm-hmm. So I found them for even lower than that. Yeah. Thought that, and they, they were selling out. I happened upon upon them. The, the, the site was Tessabit, if you're curious. And pulled trig because thought they were dope. They were selling out. I saw a price that was way under retail. The next season, he came back with, a, with, with the Skelto slip-ons. And they are now retailing at $650. Damn. He jacked them up by $155. Wow. Which... That I don't I, I have an I have a problem with that. Yeah. That is so blatant. You cannot blame that on like And he's only producing tariffs. He's producing like the, the limited quantities that he always does. Well yeah, and if, it, it, if anything, the sell the sellout mm-hmm. from season one of those should have allowed you to up your quantity. Right. And get a better price. So I'm not I'm not buying any type of like, oh well production costs went up. Cause that's because that's horseshit. And even if it did you you can't. That's a thirty percent increase, basically. Mm-hmm. That's in, that's 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 crazy shit. So I'm not I'm not down with that. So he's probably go, the, these are probably going to release at a high price point. You need to get in touch with his customer service department. And I, I don't I don't know. I'm just tell him how you feel. We can move on. Let's move on straight into Paris Fashion Week, and we'll 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 segue right into Amiri. This is. The fall 20 shows that we're talking about. And I was unimpressed with Amiri Fall 20. Especially compared to his Spring 20 show. Yeah. Which was one of my favorites in recent memory. The Spring 20 stuff, by the way, has started dropping at the various luxury e-com sites. And looks badass. Mm -hmm. Only a few pieces here and there. But I, I'm I'm I was super into what he did there. Yeah, this fall stuff is like every piece is leather almost. Yeah, it's very seventies. A lot yeah. of a lot of yeah. the inspiration that I was getting from this is a lot of like I this stuff looks like it could be costumes from Blow or American Gangster. <laughs> <laughs> the pants, especially like these brown leather pants. Uh huh. Now, this green leather. I guess it's a. A bomber, huh? Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's nice. I like that. Yeah, it, Amiri does some stuff really well. This just didn't feel like... It, there There was nothing that blew me away. Yeah, like or, you can't wait or, to see if that makes it. Yeah, or did anything different. Right. Except for the one look that I posted on our Instagram <laughs> to the stories at Club Cool Pod, if you're not already following, which is the full-on black leather jumpsuit. Uh, jumpsuit. You know that we're jump boys here on this podcast now. And I mean, this is just like, you know. That's a must for This is a slam dunk. It's a long sleeve, double pocket, belted leather jumpsuit. You're gonna want to wear that worn um, on top of a ACL luxurious turtleneck. Mm. And I, this is this this killed it. I, I I wanted more of this. This is unique. This is different. This is pushing the envelope. Everything else just is just a seventies rehash I don't know I, yeah, I don't know I agree the pants were weird they were the, the, the fits were all over the place on the pants yeah so. you went into this with that lens though you're already pissed off at Amiri for the price hike yeah I irked by it you're irked yeah now if you want to pull a po- uh, we can pull a possible trend out of this show though and that is you mentioned that everything was leather most of the jackets are leather. And while we're kind of conditioned to think about leather jackets coming in like bomber or uh, flight silhouettes or, caf- you know, bikers, mm-hmm. cafe racers, that type of thing, I think that's something that we're going to see over the next few seasons, year or two, are more traditional coat silhouettes, jacket silhouettes, like pea coats and trench coats yeah. in leather. In leather, yeah. So your your longer leather coats. I think that's that that's where the leather jacket thing is moving. Which feels very seventies 
with the Amiri show, but also has a lot of like nineties vibe too. Like I think back, I, like I know, like I think back to like my dad's closet in the nineties and I, and, or being in New York with my family on vacation. And I know my dad had like a, like a, it, it, it wasn't a peacoat, but it was just a longer leather, yeah. like four button collared <laughs> leather jacket thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. So that's, so it's got some nineties vibes too. <laughs> Uh, give me a show that you wanted to talk about, Phil. Louis Vuitton. All right, let's talk about Louis Vuitton. Um, Virgil wanted to show us some suits here. He did want to show some suits, but I dig it. I love not everything, but I like the stuff that looks. Um, it, it's almost like it's he has like this water silhouette over some of the stuff yeah. with the graphics. Um, but I really dig the the whole Truman Show vibe. If you're if you're Wanting to see like images of all this stuff, the best resource is Vogue. Vogue.com. Go to Runway. Go to the Runway tab. And you can click through hundreds of photos. Um, I really like it. I think that <clears throat> um, the tailoring is beautiful on a lot of this stuff. It is. It's and very it nice. looks, you know, th- it's something that comes down and it, it just looks expensive. Mm-hmm. Except for a lot of these baggy pants. Well, uh, guess what, Phil? What? It is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So you got yeah. that exactly right. Okay, good. No, the tailoring was very good. It's something new from Virgil. Mm-hmm. We don't we have not seen him do traditional tailoring like this, which was cool. You mentioned kind of like some of the water influences. There are some suits and some pants that are that basically have been like cut into patterns mm-hmm. and then sewn back together or, or, or attached in some way, but with the cuts left in place. Yeah. So there, it looks like these kind of wonky patterns. The, the suit looks like it's uh, currently experiencing an earthquake <laughs> almost, if you will. And, but a lot of them had these really cool, like gradient um, patterns where the, 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 the top will, will start off white and it, it kind of bleeds into like a yep. Navy all the way down to the pants. Yes. And also, he's updated, which this is something that we don't talk about enough. These, like, Oxford shoes, are they're desperate for somebody to update these things. To do something new with them? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love, like, the chunky sole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I really like a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Except, also, I wanted to comment on... Uh, he, he has this, sh- this shirt that he all, that is in a ton of these looks. It's like a button-down white shirt with a blue pin not Mm pinstripe but a stripe yep it's the exact shirt that i used to wear is it was part of our uniform in in high school and grade school it's like the it's like the ralph lauren banker stripe yeah it's a mills parker mills i think was the name of the the uniform company that we had to buy all of our shit through yeah it's that is a that's yeah i'm sure that this fabric is something different but it's it's definitely inspired by by my uniform by the by your uniform yeah by the banker stripe yeah, no, this was this was a good show. The other thing that I that I wanted that I'd call out from this show, just from like again, from like a trend perspective, he does some really interesting things in the first half with these like leather suspenders mm-hmm. look. So it's kind of like a tweak on his it, it it it's a version of the harness, basically. It's yeah. got that same aesthetic, if you will, but utilized in a way that actually makes more traditional sense. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is great, and you can. It, it looks wearable for the most part. Yeah, the bag, the accessories are cool. The way that he's reshaped a lot the, of them. the reshaped bags that like fit the side of your body mm-hmm. is really really cool. Yeah, this this was a great show. This was a nice again. This is it, Virgil evolves, whereas I don't feel like Amiri did did. Mm-hmm. You know. One of the things that I wanted to, that I just kind of wanted to mention that I always think is interesting. When you're on Vogue, when you're looking through the runway shots, you will typically the last photo is typically the designer yeah. coming out to like basically give his wave. And I always think it's and this is something that I've always paid attention to because when I was first getting into this to to all of this, I thought it was interesting. But you'd see a guy like Elber Albaz, who was uh the creative director at Lomban for a long time. And he would he'd walk out to say you know his goodbye. Ricardo Tishi at Givenchy was another guy like this, and they were wearing like a black t shirt or a yeah. black crew neck sweater 
and like some beat up jeans and some Adidas Stan Smiths. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, 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 wait a second. What are you, what are you wearing, dude? You look like, yeah, you look like a regular dude off the street and you just put out like this insane, you know, yeah, evolved, like crazy artistic expert level fashion shit. And I think that that's telling. I, it, the, it, it's not a hard and fast rule. It doesn't always work like this. But the designers that come out and are dressed very, you know, really regularly like that, those are the ones that are usually better about saying something new every season, pushing the creative envelope, like leading the charge on various trends, like evolving, doing new things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mike Amiri is a guy that that looks like he walked off of the runway mm-hmm. from a 2013 Eddie Slamane Saint Laurent show, <laughs> and has and has <laughs> and has never changed that look. Uh-huh. So it, the the fact that he is photographed and comes out on the runway and is usually a little bit gaudier and like is clearly like bought into his own fashion, mm-hmm. I think maybe is a little telling like that could hamper That's a good point that hampers his ability to achieve creative growth if he's locked in to this to his own look yeah you know what i mean no that makes sense so just very good observation always something that that i kind of pay attention to well those guys that are dressed normally back there are in the trenches making sure yes, every exactly. look is ready to go yeah and they've bought into the 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 vision that they put out for that specific expression that they're about to put out there. Yeah. Whereas the guys, this is such an assumption, but like the guys that are very put together look like they, like you said, just walked off the runway themselves or probably just back there staring at a monitor. (laughs) Right. Right. And I mean, it's, it's a generalization, but I think it's one that, you know, maybe has some legs just because something that I've, that I've noticed. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, it's like you said, if you, you need to be the focus of, of, of those world renowned designers, it's, it's not, they don't care about looking cool. It's all about what, what, like uh-huh. the art that they're creating and putting on display. That makes perfect sense. So, uh, yeah. like Carl Langford never changed throughout his entire career for the most part. Carl Lagerfeld? Lagerfeld. What'd I say? Langford. Langford. <laughs> Carl Langford uh, was the, you know, he's he's been the creative director at Talbot's yeah. for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe at Parker Mills. At Parker Mills, yeah. He do, he does both. That's, you know. Whatever. Two job high, guys. High Lagerfeld. Collar, Lagerfeld. High collar Carl. Okay, you're right. But that, was still, that was still a uniform. It was a he, uniform. He, it was gaudy, but... Uh, Okay, well now 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 I now I see how this argument is becoming circular. If Amiri only ever wears what he's currently wearing, mm-hmm. then then yeah, then that's an exception. But Lagerfeld's look was so distinct; it wasn't it, it didn't come off as a trend because it was so yeah because unique, it was very odd, right? Yeah. With the with the with the the atta- detachable high collar oh, and shit. And the gloves. the gloves and the white hair, and yeah. like the the whole thing was very much his own. I mean, look at Kim here. This is at the Dior show. Yeah, very. Yeah, t-shirt, long coat, black pants. Yeah, and the Dior Jordans. Those are dope. But I give him a pass for you know he can he he's allowed to wear those. He designed them. What about that show? What are your thoughts? Uh, well. Phil, I actually want to save the Dior show <laughs> oh. because we are we're running short on time here, and I want to talk about we've talked about some we've talked about a good show, talked about an okay one that didn't show a lot of growth. We need to talk about a laughably bad one, which is unfortunate because it came from one of my favorite brands, Acne Studios. Did a show, they showed men's and women's simultaneously, but the the shows were. Uh, divided, they were in the same place, but divided by like by a barrier of some sort, a sheet, a wall, something. Really, and so the people that were seeing women's were sitting on one side, and the people that were seeing men's were sitting on the other side. 
they apparently enlisted a some some type of artist who uses an algorithm to achieve his like the the like the final process of his art he builds out an algorithm so the 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 creative director at acne is uh johnny johansson and let's see he 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 got this guy i'm looking for his name real quick robbie barrett who writes algorithms to realize his projects so they he built acne an algorithm that like ran through the acne archive and apparently that played a major decision in what they put together for the show. Wow. So this is a this is some would might call this an uh, an artificial intelligently designed collection. Mm-hmm. And it looks like that. <laughs> it is weird and not in a good way. It's unwearable. It's ill-fitting. It it's just it's it's a complete mess. And oh yeah, it's Dude, it's bad. There is the 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 colors not great. The pants are weird. The first the very first look that came down the runway looks like uh, Stanley Ipkiss in the mask when he's doing the when he's doing the cha cha dance with all the police officers with those like super high waisted and tight white pants. Yes, that's the vibe that I'm getting. Anyway, the it, they've said Johansson said that this was like an incomplete show. That basically what they showed for men's and women's will congeal and turn into something a little bit different before it all gets like released as an actual collection. So this is very conceptual and I don't, you know, I never want to, 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 to strangle any type of innovation or put a hamper on creativity, but this, this didn't work out very well for acne. Yeah. But I do I do recommend going and looking through the photos from the runway because They've got the long leather coat. Cuz it's pretty Yeah, so did, by the way, so did Louis Vuitton. That's mm-hmm. that's a that's a big that's a big one, I think. But it's pretty it's pretty funny to look through. It these, is it's hilarious. Especially with the knowledge that a computer algorithm had a hand in putting these looks together and pulling from the Acne archive. And <clears throat> it has a lot of these like Hemlines that rounded off look with the the like the cutout. Yeah, yeah. Um, your boy Rick. He yes. He, uh, he has a lot of that going on. Yeah, yeah, he does. That look, man. Rick shows are always crazy, though. I mean, it's not <laughs> like you're getting anything out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, and we're man. That you know. We, it's been so long since we've talked about sneakers, so we really soaked up a lot of our hour with the sneaker talk. And I would let us just run run wild here and, and go for another half hour, but unfortunately I do have to go record another podcast. Oh, that podcast probably sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so any closing thoughts about the shows or the sneakers that we did discuss today, Phil? Dior. Dior. It's a teaser. Yeah, it's a teaser. Sure, everybody's waiting and you know, just anxious to hear what <laughs> to hear our takes <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah, we are uh, we are, no, pre- I'm, I'm we are pretty big voices in the industry. Uh-huh, right? Still. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, fashion shows are always such a trip for me, man, because you can't take any of it seriously. To me, in my opinion, it's just all just conceptual. Even the stuff that looks wearable, uh, and that's why I always liked. Typically, Amiri and like John Elliott and and even Ralph Lauren and stuff like that because those look like ready to wear shows, mm-hmm. even though they're uh, they're typically not. I don't think, but no, they are. Those shows are they they are, are yeah. Not everything makes it to bulk production mm-hmm. from those shows, but it's but not they, like every look is just like slapping you in the face with, and you don't even know. No, what the hell no. You're there's certainly at. there is there very much is a difference between shows like Dior and Rick Owens and Louis Vuitton and Tom Brown. Tom and then Brown, the sh- and then the shows from usually Amiri, John Elliott when he was showing, um, Rude showed this year even though the the stills are not on Vogue runway for some reason, um, but yeah and you know but those are a lot of those shows are are the ones that we were getting, I feel like from from New York when New York yeah. was kind of yeah. hot for a little while, AMI is another one that usually yeah. shows pretty wearable stuff. 
Uh, yeah, but uh, a lot of a lot of the big names off the Paris runway. It's it's all pretty high concept and yeah, everybody's a- a- attempting to 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 say something through creative vision, basically. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, we can look through a few more of these. Maybe we'll find something wearable. Maybe some stuff will come come off of London that we should talk about. And um, yeah, we'll 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 revisit and we'll we'll hit some more highlights. Yeah. In, a, in, a, in an upcoming pod. Hey, guess what? Not official sponsors today, but you can still go use code COOL for 10% off at Hawthorne if you need to re-up on candles, bath and body product, deodorant. I forgot they did candles. Amazing. Just everything smells great. The fragrance, the body product. I actually haven't tried a candle yet, but I'd like to. Mm-hmm. They look just as nice as all the products. Bombas for any and all sock needs. Literally everything from working out to work, to just regular work, to casual weekends, to getting fits off with your translucent sneakers, hiking, everything and anything, all your sock needs, Bombas, the code there is COOL for 20% off your very first purchase, so better make it a big one. That is going to wrap it up for the Club Cool podcast. Again, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash clubcool, where we'll have a new under $50 list coming this week. Follow us on Instagram at Pebatag for Phil, at Barrett Dudley for me, at Club Cool Pod for the for the show. Now's a great time to follow because we talked we 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 talked about a lot of stuff that requires visual aid, fashion shows and sneakers and and all that stuff. So that's where you can see a lot of the stuff that we're talking about on today's podcast. And with that, we will uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the club.